What's going on, family? TGIF. Thank God it's Friday, and welcome to another edition of The Faction Quick Hits. I'm your man, GB Gerard Bonner, and I hope you guys are doing well. Hope you've had a fantastic week, you know, the first week after Labor Day weekend. So hopefully for many of you, it was just a four-day week in terms of work. But still, yeah, hopefully you got a lot accomplished and the like. Listen, thank you so much for all of your continued support for everything connected to The Faction, whether you're following us on social media at The Faction Show, whether you like or comment on our posts, we appreciate you. If you are subscribed to our podcast, like many of you who are listening to us now, we appreciate that as well. And if you've not subscribed, go ahead and click that subscribe button. Don't be the last man out. Be the first man in or first woman in to check out all that we're doing here at the fact you can get those notifications and the like when you are subscribed. And if you are subscribed, go ahead and rate us and leave a comment for us as well on your preferred podcast platform of choice. We absolutely appreciate that. So with that said, there's quite a bit of news to get into today. So I hope you guys are ready for it. This week marked another week of uncontested battle in what we've dubbed the Wednesday Night War, as of course, TNT and USA, both great cable networks, are also carrying other sports franchises and their playoffs, as both the NHL and the NBA are having playoff games, and so it is impacting the normal times that both Dynamite and NXT would air. So, believe it or not, we've actually gone now four weeks four consecutive weeks without AEW and NXT running new episodes directly against each other. You could make an interesting argument here that their ratings have all been impressive. So this week on the NXT side of things, we saw 838,000 viewers tune in to watch Super Tuesday 2, where they saw the crowning of a brand new NXT champion as Finn Balor defeated Adam Cole to win the vacated title. He becomes only the third man to win that championship on two different occasions. We also saw an insane cage match between Rhea Ripley and Mercedes Martinez, an incredible situation. So it picked up 838,000 viewers for NXT, which believe it or not, was down by roughly 1% from last week where they had 849,000 viewers. But here's what I want you to pay attention to. Super Tuesday 2 was the third best NXT viewership of 2020 and the eighth best of all time. So let's really consider that. That is a major, major situation happening for NXT. So congratulations to them. On the AEW side of things, this uncontested thing is a real thing as well. As AEW Dynamite, fresh off the heels of the all out pay per view, picked up, get this, 1.016 million viewers and that's up almost a hundred thousand viewers from last week at nine hundred and twenty eight thousand viewers it is the third highest viewer number ever for aew 
And it's the first time that they've surpassed 1 million viewers since their first three weeks of shows on October the 2nd, 9th, and 16th of last year. So say what you want about this war, but them running uncontested has worked really well for both shows. Pretty significant situation. Now, next week, could be a return to the actual Wednesday Night War as NXT heads back to Wednesday nights next week. AEW is tentatively scheduled for Thursday night, but it could air on Wednesday depending upon the NBA playoff schedule. So we could see week five of an uncontested war or not. Either way, I think both shows are going to pull out some pretty big shows to keep you viewing. So who wins in all this? You and I as the viewers. So it'll be interesting to see. We've talked before about USA talking about NXT moving to Tuesday nights on a more permanent basis. Whether that will happen or not, we'll see. But you cannot argue with the fact that the last couple of weeks for NXT going uncontested have been very very significant. So congratulations to both NXT and AEW. Another big piece of news to share with you is this. So there was a lawsuit uh, filed by 50 former pro wrestlers, many of them who were stars in the 1980s and 1990s, and they claimed that WWE failed to protect them from repeated head injuries, including concussions that lead to long-term Damage. Well, that particular lawsuit, which featured plaintiffs such as Superfly Jimmy Snuka, Road Warrior Animal, Paul Orndorff, King Kong Bundy, and Mr. Fuji, that lawsuit was dismissed on Wednesday by the Second U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in New York City as they agreed with a federal judge in Connecticut who tossed the same lawsuits out two years ago and they said that many of the claims were either frivolous or filed after the statute of limitations expired. The lawsuit, which also named WWE Chairman Vince McMahon as a defendant, said that the WWE knew the risks of head injuries but didn't warn the wrestlers. However, U.S. District Judge Vanessa Bryant in Hartford said that there was no evidence that WWE knew that concussions or head blows during wrestling matches caused CTE. So there's a lot of things going back and forth about this type of thing. One of the things that they said is unlike football and hockey in which players have suffered similar injuries, WWE matches involves moves that are scripted and choreographed by WWE, thus making the company directly responsible for the wrestlers injuries. That's what the lawsuit said. However, the judge did not agree. So with that said, this lawsuit is thrown out. And it's kind of unfortunate because there were similar lawsuits done in the NFL and the NHL uh, where they were sued by former players who suffered concussions and other head injuries. The NFL settled for $1 billion while the NHL settled for $18.9 million. In either case, there's no settlement as the cases have been thrown out. WWE dodges another bullet. And I think it's unfortunate for these former WWE wrestlers, uh, many of whom either filed what the court deemed as frivolous claims or they were outside of the statute of limitations. So very sorry to hear this for those wrestlers who were impacted. And unfortunately, several of them have 
passed away. Uh, of course, Jimmy Snuka died in 2017. Mr. Fuji passed in 2016. King Kong Bundy has also passed as well. And uh, it's unfortunate because, again, Snuka and Mr. Fuji were all diagnosed with CTE after their deaths and when King Kong Bundy passed he passed of an undisclosed cause other plaintiffs uh, claim to have dementia and other illnesses so yeah we'll certainly be keeping our eyes and ears open for any further developments connected to that before we go we're heading over to Japan to talk about what's happening in New Japan Pro Wrestling because uh, it's one of their biggest times of the year as the G1 Climax Tournament has been announced G1 Climax 30 will kick off on September the 19th. So I think it's important to note a few things connected to this. First and foremost, we've seen a lot of changes to uh, all of pro wrestling because of this COVID-19 pandemic. But the G1 Climax 30 was actually scheduled for this time in 2020. Normally, if you're following along, it usually happens from July to August. It's a big summer situation. But the initial plan in Tokyo was for Tokyo to host the 2020 Summer Olympics. So in planning for that, the G130 was automatically moved to later in the year. Fortunately for them, they were able to maintain this event because Japan has done a great, great job in terms of managing social distancing and doing all that needed to be done to quell the impact of the coronavirus. So here's what we know. We know that there are going to be 19 events beginning on September the 19th in Osaka. It'll happen over a 30-day period with the final three days happening at Ryugoku Sumo Hall. So here's what Block A looks like in terms of the entrance. We've got 20 participants, 10 in Block A, 10 in Block B. The G1 winner from 2019, Kota Ibushi, he's in Block 1, along with Jeff Cobb, two-time G1 winner Kazuchika Okada, Tomohoro Ishii, Will Ospreay, Shingo Tagaki, Minoru Suzuki, who enters for the first time in two years, Tai Chi, Jay White, and Yujiro Takahashi, who's entering for the first time in five years. That's Block A. Block B looks like this. Hiroshi Tanahashi, who's a three-time G1 winner, along with Juice Robinson, Hiroki Goto, who won in two 2008, Toru Yano, Yoshihashi, the current IWGP and Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion, Tetsuya Naito, who won, of course, in 2013 and 2017, Sonata, Zack Sabre Jr., Kenta, and the former IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Champion, Evil. Yes, Naito and Evil are both in Block B together. We can tell you about some of the matches that we're looking forward to seeing over this 19th event G1 Climax, and there are some barn burners. It'll kick off on September the 19th with the main event of Kazuchika Okada against Kota Ibushi, which was a rematch of last year's A Block Finals. Crazy to think that that's going to be kicking off 
Block A, Night One. We also have an amazing rivalry reborn on September the 20th as the current champion Tetsuya Naito takes on the legendary Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yeah, you can see they are about to crush this for G130. Jay White takes on Kota Ibushi in the rematch from the G1 Climax 29 final on September the 23rd and so many other incredible matches that we're going to be looking out for. Of course, we'll be keeping you updated on all that happens with the G1 Climax 30 tournament in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Remember this, that the winner of the tournament gets an automatic shot at the main event of Wrestle Kingdom as they get a shot at the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. And who knows if both titles are still held by the same champion, they could be getting a shot at the double championship. So it'll be crazy to watch, but definitely we're going to keep you connected to all that's happening on the G1 Climax 30 tournament kicking off next week, September the 19th next Saturday in Osaka, Japan. All right, we're going to get out of here. I hope you guys have enjoyed today's show, our content and the like. So many things happening in the world of pro wrestling. Listen, if there's something that you'd like for us to talk about, a concept, a question, news, whatever, let us know on social media at The Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We definitely read your comments and we definitely will take your ideas to heart and even talk about them right here on the show. Again, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and wherever it is that you get your podcast. And be tuned in. It should be another great weekend of pro wrestling tonight. Smackdown as they continue the road to the Clash of Champions and the story that can continues to develop between Roman Reigns and his cousin Jay Uso. Uso gets his first shot at a major singles title in WWE at Clash of Champions against his cousin. The story writes itself. It's pretty brilliant and we'll be interested to see how all of it plays out uh, on SmackDown tonight. Until next time, it's your man GB representing for my good brothers Courtney Beard and Brandon Clack and the fourth horseman John Murray. Collectively, we're known as The Faction. I need my people, here we go